Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. This episode will be a guiding principle study and commentary. The aim is to provide insight to and context of the material within our book, Guiding Principles. This is not a meeting of Narcotics Anonymous. However, there will be some similarities in how the study will be conducted. Each study will have the audio recorded and then published to the Anonymous Podcast. The overall goal is to provide commentary of the text towards reaching those seeking a resource like this. If one person benefits from our efforts, including us, then the participation will be well worth the effort. We'll have the introductions and then we'll jump into the text. Enjoy. I recorded this loud. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast. This is episode 61 of the Guiding Principles Study. We're going to pick up where we left off last week on page 124 of the Guiding Principles, question five. Before we get started with that, let's do some introductions. Brooke, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hi, my name's Brooke T. Um, I live in North Glen, Colorado. Uh, my clean date is 6-16-1997. My home group is, just can't miss it on Wednesday nights. And um, I attend meetings online and here in the Mile High area. Awesome. Good to see you, Brooke. How's it going, Mike? Hello, my name is Mike. I'm an addict from Massachusetts. How are you? Good. Uh, my clean date is January 1st, 2017. I am attending meetings in the Northeast Mass area of Narcotics Anonymous. And my home group is the I Can't We Can group of... Uh, Narcotics Anonymous. Uh, we meet every Thursday at 8 p.m. in Everett, Massachusetts. So if you're in the area, come swing by and say hello. Thanks. Awesome, Mike. Good to see you again. How's it going, Phil? My name's Phil. Uh, my clean date is 4-1995. My home group is men, men in Recovery in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I attend meetings in the Pittsburgh area of Pennsylvania. Awesome, Phil. Thank you. What's going on, Eric? Hey, uh, I'm an addict. My name's Eric. My clean date is September 16th, 2019. And I attend meetings in the Sun Coast. My home group is Friday Night Clean in Bradenton, Florida. Awesome. Good to have you back. And we have a guest tonight. Uh, want to introduce yourself, Turi? I'm an addict named Turi. I'm from the San Diego Imperial Valley area uh, region, and uh, my area is the Southeast Barrio area of Narcotics Anonymous. My clean date is July 1st, 2002. My home group's meetings are the Keep It Simple Men's Group Sunday mornings, and Stepping Into Serenity Sunday nights, and, and we're both part of the Southeast Barrio area. Awesome, great to have you on board. All right, so my name is Will. I'm an addict. My clean date's February 27th of 2013. My home groups are the Clean and Free Group in Ashtabula, Ohio, and Monday Night Miracles in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Um, today, we're going to continue on with Tradition 7, which reads, every NA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. We're on the questions for members, page 124. Uh, question 5 is where we're starting, and I drew that one. So um, how do I know when I'm giving too much or too little? What's the right level of contribution of time and money for me right now? Um, how do I know when I'm giving too much or too little? Unfortunately, it's usually in hindsight when I realize I am just uh, running around way too much. 
Um, a lot of people want to shoot me for this, but I'm known for saying like willingness is overrated. Like I'm very willing at the moment when you say, Hey guys, we need a secretary or, Hey, we need to drop me. I want to, um, you know, and there was just a, uh, a podcast on the spiritual principle of day yesterday, a gentleman talked about just doing things so that people would recognize he was doing things. Um, and I related to that. Like I, I wanted people to know, like I was reliable. Um, and, and I, I burnt myself out. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, um, people will allow you to do that, you know, even knowing where it's going to go sometimes. And, you know, I'm, I've kind of gotten to a point where, um, yeah, I, I will try to warn people. I appreciate your willingness. Um, are you sure? Do you have a job yet? Are you allowed back home? You know, are you going to be able to be here consistently? Um, but for me, just, you know, how can I tell when I'm giving too much or too little? It's like, it, it starts to wear on your spirit, man. When I start having them conversations with my sponsor um, about, hey, what can I let go of? I've committed to this. Here's the future plans. And oh, if I, uh, I've i always made it a practice to call my sponsor before I agree to take on a service position uh, or anything like that. And it's not, not so much a permission thing, but however, I will let him veto it. Like if he's like, man, you got too much going on right now. Maybe you should look at this in the future. Wait till we're done wrapped up with this. Um, but that's how I learned that lesson was, you know, jumping up. Um, I think at one point I was like secretary in like three meetings a week doing a GSR. Um, and, you know, I, it's easy to get caught up and I want to give back to something that saved my life. And that's true. Um, it's very true that like, I never feel like I can pay back what's been given to me. Uh, but at the same time, I don't believe Narcotics Anonymous wants me to run around like a madman, just uh, ignoring the whole rest of my life to contribute. So I can tell when I'm giving too much, when I'm ignoring other parts of my life, including eating and health. Like I, I like I've gotten that involved where like I'm skipping meals. I can't make it to dinner. I'm going straight from work to this place, to this place. Um, and at times that's called for, and it's not necessarily wrong. I I'm a big believer in man motives are motives and, and situations can dictate what's right or wrong in a moment. Um, like if someone else is willing or has the availability to take these things on great. Um, if I'm just doing it so that people see me doing it and not that it's a need, um, it tends to tends to wear on me. So uh, it, uh, it figures itself out pretty quickly. Uh, what's the right level of contribution of my time and money for me right now? Like, uh, it's no secret. Like, if I'm not on the clock, I'm at a meeting if there's one going on. Like, and, and that just being present is plenty of service at a time. And I, uh, I'm RCM right now. I, um, I served on my state ACNA committee for the, the convention last year. Um, I have seven sponsees that are actually calling me right now. Uh, so I have, a, you know, but I don't get to make my home group anymore. Like I work from 7 p.m. to 5 a.m. So my meeting attendance is really down. Um, I guess why I jumped both feet into something like this. It was something available that I could do every week that I was feeling really disconnected from my fellowship. Um, so it's funny because we always tell our sponsees to call us. Like I'm probably working them harder than they're working me right now. Like, I'm like, I got all the time in the world to talk. I'm up all night. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you writing on? You know? So, um, right now it's a little, little limited as far as in, in the, the eye of the fellowship. Of, of what I'm doing. Um, it's, it's more towards step work, personal program and, and sponsorship family right now than it is out in the open, but that that's where I can contribute right now. And we've talked about that a number of times and we contribute where we can and how we can, um, you know, no one's mad at me cause I'm not at my home group. They understand that I, you know, I have a career and I'm working away from home. So that's all I have for right now. Does anybody else have anything?
I have to pass my funds act and up. Gotcha, Phil. Thanks. If not, um, Phil had number six. Let me try. Let me try and see if it'll work. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. What expectations do you have about how the money I put in the basket is spent? How do I find out? Uh, about uh, how do I find out about or have a say in those decisions? Um, fortunately, how this uh, tra tradition tradition goes, and uh, uh, and and the home the home group 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 goes with us being fully self supporting. The home group taught me uh, responsibilities and uh, um, money. Um, uh, is important um, in 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 Narcotics Anonymous, uh, uh, but it's it's not everything. But it, it the the question is asked me about money. Um, the way it was taught to me about money and, and me wondering about money is was going to my group consciences and um, and just learning um, how the money was spent for different things in the home group. Now, uh, as my recovery uh, has, has gone on over the years, uh, I'm just one of the members, and especially with, with my home group, when we're reading something, uh, the money, when the bass is being passed, the money collected, uh, it goes through literature, coffee group expenses, da, 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 so on, the rest is passed on to the uh, area to, you know, we read all that stuff. Uh, I'm just one of those members, uh, uh, we need to do what we say, we need to do what we say, you know? So there'll be those um, times when I, I may question uh, things um, like money being sent to the area. Uh, is the area uh, passing um, the money on to the, the region? And uh, is there some kind of uh, accountability uh, in the uh, area? Uh, do we have a... Um, make sure we have a bank statement from the area as to how much um, the money is when it gets to that level there. But for the, the, the home group, uh, um, I'm just one of the members, uh, as long as we're doing a responsible thing, all of our bills is paid. Um, whatever extra money we got, we, we're, we're passing it on. And um, um, the, the, the literature racks full and and we're 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 carrying carrying the message, and that's all I have. Awesome, thanks, Bill. What you got, Tootie? Add in it, Um, You know, for me, I, I think it's it's very uh, important um, to go back uh, to some of the basics, right? Like um, like a lot of the groups and stuff. Um, started somewhere really small. So a lot of the groups, you know, relatively like had issues and stuff, you know, getting the meeting launched and funded and, and, and so on and so forth, right? So in the It Works on Why, uh, I'm gonna read this paragraph. As simple as a group's needs are, a group's decisions to become fully self-supporting does not usually require the commitment of extensive amounts of its members, money, 
time, or other resources. If a group is having problems sustaining itself, it may want to ask itself some questions. What is our primary purpose and how do we fulfill it? What does our group need to fulfill its primary purpose? We have confused our wants with our needs. When a group's sense of its needs have become unreasonable, the simplicity of the fifth tradition can help deflate those needs to their proper size. And so, um, in my experience, you know, I, I think um, one of the things that I really deflate is the coffee. Um, I, I know coffee becomes, you know, sort of a, a, a big deal, you know, for us addicts and stuff. You know, I drink coffee myself, and I do know that coffee is a luxury, and, and it really, really does not carry the message. You know, I, I try to get um, our, our home groups focused on like, hey, do we have enough pamphlets? You know, are we putting out enough flyers and stuff to get these newcomers into the meeting? You know, so there's a lot of, you know, like give and take stuff like, you know, okay, we're not gonna have coffee this month, but we're gonna have all these information, you know, information pamphlets and we're gonna blow out a whole gang of flyers and stuff and put the meeting out there. We're gonna start recruiting a lot of new members and stuff to come to this group, you know what I mean? And so I think that's, you know, where the importance would me comes into play. Yeah, I mean, if you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. What you got, Brooke? Yeah, I really, um, thank you so much, Judy. I like what you had to say, because that's usually a big discussion is um, whether or not I've had a lot of, I've been in a lot of group consciences where it's coffee. So one of the main things I've seen with that is that they're, they've had like a little can buy the coffee. So if we ask if you drink coffee that you donate to the coffee fund. <laughs> anyway, but um, the one I was thinking about was how do I find out about or have a say in the decisions about money? And once again, we uh, I have money issues. I think there's a couple more people in the world that have money issues like me. Um, and what I've what I've seen people do is that they decide they they look at like a string of numbers and what we're spending stuff on and and they freak out and then they just they don't ask questions they just come at us they just start arguing about things um, and then they get pushback um, I mean because that's for me when and I don't even know how I do that like I'll just. I'll just start attacking somebody with questions, I guess is the way to put that. Um, so don't be afraid if you don't know what's going on in your home group or um, you just ask questions. And if somebody doesn't give you like, and we're terrible, I'm terrible at explaining money. So like if when somebody gave me a question and an answer that I didn't really understand, just like anything else, like if I have a question about any of my step work or something, I didn't go to just one person. I asked at least three different people. And and that's and um, so that's it. And just to be for me to be open minded about how this works, because I don't necessarily know, just like when I got here, my idea of powerlessness wasn't necessarily um, <laughs> what what it meant in the first step. The same thing goes here. It's like this: some of the stuff that we spend our money on, like at World and such, can seem excessive, or um, like it should be in somewhere else. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't question that stuff. I'm saying please question that stuff, and then listen to the answer. Um, 
and because uh, because that's how we learn everything. Um, and don't be and nobody came in here knowing how this thing worked. Um, so anyway, that's enough out of me. Thanks. Thanks, Brooke. What you got, Eric? Uh, yeah, uh, pretty simple for me. Uh, what expectations do I have about the money I put in the basket? How how the money is spent? Uh, rent rent paid. That's about that's about as simple as my expectation goes. I don't get too concerned with you know what happens after that, man. Um, how do I find out about or have a say in those decisions is to get involved, you know, go to area, check out what's going on, ask some questions. Um, you know, and I've, I've recently found out that you can email, just go on na.org and email and, uh, you know, get answers, you know, and, uh, I was pretty surprised at how promptly answered me and all the, uh, resources they had available and all the information they had available. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool, but, you know, the truth is, like, I'm not super concerned with a lot of that stuff, you know. I guess maybe I'm just too busy right now. Maybe when I have, maybe when I retire, I'll get more involved and start arguing about where the money's spent. That's it for me. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, I'm kind of um, pretty laid back in this. Like, I, I believe we elect trusted servants for a reason. You need to let them do their jobs. I do see the need to maybe ask some questions. Um, and the format for my home group, like it reads, we're now really, you know, practicing our seventh tradition, which is the way we pay our rent, buy key tags, literature, and it kind of goes down in a list. It kind of in that order for me. Like my first expectation is that the doors are going to be open next week. After that, if we got more money, then we can look at doing some of that other stuff. But yeah, my, nothing too big on that, um, except when all the money disappears. But even when that happens, it, uh, we tend to come together and be open again next week. So luckily i've never met anybody with rent that was like out of control that they couldn't pay you know so um all right um up next i have mike with question seven hi i'm an addict named mike and question seven asks what do i do when i am concerned about financial practices in na do i ever act as if the amount of my contributions affects the importance of what i have to say now, the first part, um, if I was concerned about financial practices like within a group or something I heard, um, I would attend that group's meeting and pull aside an attic before or after the meeting or attend their business meeting. Never would I raise any questions or concerns during the meeting because I keep that as, uh, you know, the... Uh, about recovery and the solution in Narcotics Anonymous. Um, any other concerns I have about financial practices, I would ask my sponsor or people in NA who have knowledge of how the structure works. I typically, I generally don't have any concern. I, I um, during COVID, during the beginning of COVID, there were some issues I know that Worlds was having maybe or, or or whatnot, and there were some maybe some questions, but I, you know, I have faith in 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 the addicts that uh, serve, that they do the right thing. Um, now, the the second part is, do I ever act as if the amount of my contributions affects the importance of what I have to say? I I will say there was a time that maybe that did affect me, 
Um, whereas I felt that maybe showing up and not putting any contributions towards the meeting uh, made me less of a member. Um, that was, you know, my disease talking. Um, and I believe that was during a, a really difficult time in my life where I questioned everything and um, including what I had to say in a meeting and whether it was important or not. Um, there are times where I, my disease will tell me, do not share, you don't have anything to say. Um, and then there are times where my disease will tell me, do not share because there's nothing wrong with you. And what I've learned in NA is that we, we share the good and the bad, um, the mess and the solution, um, oftentimes and not depending on which one you're, you know, if I'm sharing the mess, I usually get the solution out of it. Um, but today I can say that, um, no, that doesn't have any bearing effects on me. Um, because I, 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 Typically, if I, I, I'm a type of person who pays with cards, so I never really have cash on me when I go to meetings. And when I do, I make sure to put in a dollar or two or more if I can. Um, so if I didn't get it the, the week prior, I'll get it the next week moving forward. Um, just to keep the, you know, the meeting running and literature in, in hands of addicts that need it and, um, you know, the other supplies that we may need. Um, well, yeah, that's it for me. Thanks. Awesome, Mike. Thanks. What you got, Brooke? It hasn't happened for a minute, but I there have been times where um, there have been meetings that were mad at area or didn't like what was happening so they were basically withholding um putting this passing the seventh tradition forward so they were sitting on a bunch of cash that they just i don't know what they were doing with it um and i had to talk to my sponsor about it basically i was like what should i do with this and so for me this was just my experience because i didn't agree with that way of dealing with stuff but I, I went to the meeting i didn't donate or i didn't donate i didn't put any money in the basket but i you know i did share my experience strength and help is kind of how i went with that um and that and that felt like a good place for me because and that's the only time i can really i really think about uh that i've ever really run into the part where i'm like i don't like what you're spending your money on i'm kind of like you guys are because stepping outside of it, just like not participating in the um area or region or whatever and um but still expecting to to get the services of them i guess is the i mean just like not showing up to to fight it out kind of bugs me is <laughs> the best way to put that you know, I mean, like you, you want to be mad, but you're not going to show up and you're just going to like, anyway. So, um, and that's just, again, me personally, but I had an issue. The bottom line is I had an issue with the way some, um, they were handling their seventh tradition. Um, and as I said before, I can go to a meeting without, uh, putting any money in the basket. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't, <laughs> um, I didn't go to that meeting very often because 
again, that how we practice our principles in all our affairs makes a difference. So, um, but I just wanted to share that. Thanks. Awesome, Brooke, thank you. Yeah, I have, um, when do I, when am I concerned about financial practices? And usually when there's a lot of money. Um, so like I'm an RCM and like uh, our region at one point had a lot of money and like my area is discussing how much are we going to send a region to where I've been completely honest. Like I'm going to be honest, guys, I was just at region and we have so much money. We're trying to figure out where to send it. So maybe if we got somewhere else to look, you know, um, and it's, I see some faces, listen, we had a convention and it did really well. So we ended up with a big chunk at one time. And we're like, okay, how are we splitting this up? And it was a discussion. Like, we're not going to figure this out today. We're going to, we're going to take it to our areas. We're going to talk to things. We're going to see where we want to, how we want to do it. It was all spent right in the narcotics anonymous thing. But, um, you know, those are the times I pay more attention. Um, I, uh, I did we last episode, we talked about how I don't carry cash as well. So I went just like I was going to the strip club again and got me a stack of 50 singles that's sitting in the console of my SUV. So when I go in the meetings now, I have a dollar and the snow stopped this week. So I'm driving my car again. So I went to a meeting tonight, didn't even have my stack of dollars. So I didn't, didn't have it with me tonight, man. Um, um, have I ever acted an amount of my contribution affects the importance of what I have to say? Um, no, but if I know there's a appointed need for money say uh, this group needs money because we can't make our rent like it will influence how much money i give um so like if, if if i need to step up a little bit more to help somebody out um or there's an event going on um and they're looking for extra donations like i have no problem giving extra if i know where it's going um i might not be so apt to do something you know, we're just raising extra money like telling me where it's going is a pretty good idea if you if you want me to give a little extra that's all i have um up next, we have Eric with question eight. <clears throat> how does this tradition help me understand anonymity? How does anonymity help me understand this tradition? And how do I practice anonymity in terms of this tradition? Uh, I tell you what, I, I have a tough one. I have a tough time with this question every time. Um, but I'll just take a stab at it. Um, so like I, I closely relate anonymity with humility. And so, um, you know, like contributing to something greater than myself for me makes me a part of something greater than myself, you know, and that's kind of a anonymity in a nutshell right there. Um, how's it, uh, you know, and also like, just like the saying, like, uh, if you want what we have, do what we do. You know, like this is what we do. So I just kind of follow along in uh, my predecessor's footsteps, you know. How do I practice anime in terms of this tradition? Well, I had something else I thought. I was really studying for this. <laughs> I'm bombing here. Um, you know, for me, like, it's about living within my means, too. You know, and uh, it also it also goes back to that first question that Will read. How do I know when I'm giving too much or too little? And, uh, you know, it's kind of like my spirit, man. You know, I can, when I start seeing NA as a chore or a job, uh, I might be uh, a bit overworked. You know, I might, I might be over contributing, you know. And um, so it's, sometimes it's okay to take a step back, but I, I'm also careful on how much I step back because my... 
you know, my old pattern of behavior is get overwhelmed and then throw it all away. Right. And, uh, so like learning how to try to find that balance, you know what I mean? And, um, has been a process, you know, and I'm learning. So I guess that's about all I got, man. I, I closely relate anonymity with humility and recognize I'm just part of something contributing to something greater than myself. Um, makes me a part of it. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that final answer. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Anybody else got anything? I, I do. I, so I, I love anonymity. It's my favorite word. And some of the, although there's a lot of favorite words, but it's definitely up there. Um, and especially in reference to the group, each group should be fully self-supporting, declining outside contribution. Um, you know, declining that outside contribution allows us the freedom to be who we are. Um, so the anonymity pieces, you know, I'm not tied to any other one thing. Um, I'm not tied to any other outside resource. I'm not supported by anybody else. Um, so it's, it's my group's decision really and how much we participate further up the road as well. Um, now, let me just say this. I'm not, <laughs> I am not anti-world services. I got clean with a sixth edition basic text. Um, I love world services. I, I, you know, participate in my area. I participate in my region. Um, but I've heard people reference like when the pandemic happened and they almost, you know, financially died. Well, NA didn't almost anything because I promise you, no matter what, Wednesday night in Ashtabula, Ohio, your ass was going to find a fucking NA meeting. Now, World Services might have had a rough time and we would have done what we had to to get them back in shape. But like I, I've heard it referenced like that. And the, the anonymity piece is my groups, we're going to be here no matter what, you know, and, and we will help out where we can help out and push things up. But um, how, how do I relate that to anonymity? Um, is that, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to get involved in all these things outside of here, a podcast, a, a region, but bottom of the line, I got clean because I walked into a narcotics anonymous meeting in Ashtabula, Ohio, and they were reading the basic text. Um, and I got to remember at the end of the day, that is the important part. And as I get comfortable in there and I'm secure in there, I can start spreading out and giving more of myself. But at the end of the day, if tomorrow I feel like I need, I'm going to use, or I had need somewhere to go. I'm not going to a region meeting. I'm not going to area. I'm, I'm, I'm going to my home group or I'm calling my people and it's going to get back to the basics, like where we started. Um, so the anonymity pieces, man, is, is I might give a lot of myself and I might spread out, but I always remember where I need to go. Like that, that simple, uh, I'm having a day where I feel like I need a meeting. I know where to find a narcotics anonymous meeting. Um, and that meeting, you know, they self-governing, is that the word you want to use? Like they get to make decisions for themselves, where they are, where they meet, but, um, I think that's all I have. Anybody else have anything on question eight? If not, uh, I have Brooke with question nine. Thanks, Will. So number nine, describe some of the bridges between this tradition and one or more of the 12 steps. What do these bridges teach me about my recovery? Well, I mean, there's the obvious to me, I think I just brought it up too, is that that whole 12 step, it's like, um, but the, you know, that starts at the first step and stuff. Cause I could, I could just, I think I could just run it all through. Um, but when I think about money, um, one of the main things that I like to remember is that um, my higher power can help me there too. You know, like that's a part, that's a part of, if it's a part of my life, I can turn it over. Um, and uh, and while I'm probably not throwing dollar bills at my higher power, um, it's the fear 
and the desire to control and the unknown and all of that, that I can definitely turn over to my higher power. And, um, but there's that sixth and seventh, I think I talked about this last week too, that I have a habit of um, throwing money at stuff that, that, doesn't, that doesn't need money and then not spending money where I should, like on my health, you know, if that makes sense. I'm like, mm, I'm gonna buy a lot of these shiny things and then I'm not gonna like, <laughs> take care of myself you know and so like that's the sixth that's the whole um part for me where it's just like I'm trying to fill this hole inside myself with the money um and then I go to a meeting and I hear people say stuff like um we're in the hands of a higher power you know and um and even when it comes to money we're in the hands of a higher power and and uh, and I've seen it happen like like you guys were talking about where it's like um world we don't want it to go under but when the pandemic hit and and world was having problems we were having meetings so <laughs> you know i mean like it was it so it the it goes on whether we need it or not and i guess um yeah honestly the the bridge for me i just really I, and i struggled with that for years and years and years um just the idea that my higher power could somehow be involved with with money um and sometimes I still, I can get started on that, but I won't. Um, yeah, and just that experience as I, as I grow in that relationship and, um, and remembering that everybody in my home group has a relationship with a power greater than themselves. Um, and just letting that um, be more about our primary purpose instead of about the shiny stuff. That's all I have to say. Awesome, thanks, Brooke. What you got, Tootie? Um, so for me, uh, it just took me back to my, my early beginnings and stuff, man. And, um, and, and I wanted to give back to the fellowship so bad, so, so, so bad. And I was also so, 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 so broke, you know, um, I, I did not have the means, man. And, um, I just, I just dove into service, man. And I got all kinds of service commitments. Uh, earlier, Will was talking about, you know, spreading himself thin, man. And I think uh, for me, it, it was exactly the same way. Um, but then the, at first, the motive was because, you know, like I didn't have the means. I was completely broke. And, and, and then I ended up getting to that sixth step, man, where it separates, you know, the boys to men and girls to women, right? And, and, you know, the, the step talks about defects of character, man. And for me, it was still survival skills. Like I was still on survival mode, man. And I was not, I was not willing, you know, to let go of these survival skills, man. So I dove deeper into service, man. I had like 16 commitments. I was all up and down the state of California, man. I had like five imaginary, you know, like uh, uh, commitments and stuff, man. Unofficial door greeter here and cleanup person here. You know, I made up a bunch of stuff. Stuff, right but but uh um i think because of where we're at right now right you know and and going back to how it was in my early days like there was some conflict right you know for me but that conflict turned into hiding and stuff you know what I mean because i wasn't really ready to let go of these survival skills but once reality checked me uh life checked me and um 
I have to start evolving, man. And I start doing some really healthy growing. So like, when we talk about the center tradition, it's like, I had to start taking care of my household too. And lo and behold, I stopped doing a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? You know, like, like I said, I spread myself thin and, and, and I really overextended myself. You know what I mean? Um, I had to be at every event. I had to be at every convention. I had to be here. I had, I had to, had to, had to, had to, right? And so for me, I think um, when it was all said and done and the dust settled, it was me and my higher power man and my household. And I think it's really important in self match to remember that the household is also an important piece of the pie. Thank you. Very well said. Thank you, sir. Does anybody else have anything on question nine? If not, I have question 10. Um, what more can I do to put the principles of this tradition into action? And how would applying this tradition change my attitudes and actions? Um, what more can I do? Um, oh, I'm gonna sound horrible, but I don't think much. Like I, I, I do what I can, you know, and we've discussed that. Like I've, uh, right now I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can without cutting to like, he just referenced cutting too far into that pie. Like I, I understand narcotics anonymous saved my life. Um, and I came here for the reasons of, of getting clean if I knew where I live. But part of that was so that I could be part of my family again. Um, you know, part of that was so I could be like the person I had hoped to be. Um, and, and I do what I can. Um, putting the principles into, um, as far as the self-support goes, I, I, I'm struggling with trying to tie that together. So I'm not going to make up something to do it. Um, I'm sorry, I just lost my spot. Second half of my questions, how would applying this tradition change my attitudes and actions? I don't got much. I'm not going to lie. Sorry. Anybody else have anything on question 10? Yeah, I'll go. Now, what more can I do to put the principles of this tradition in action? How would applying this tradition change my attitudes and actions? You know, what I was thinking about is like practicing more patience with newer people that want to become involved in service maybe don't know how to go about doing that you know and i'm like i'm a bad i'm a bad tutor you know what i mean like i'm just like i'll do it you know what i mean <laughs> like give it here i'll do it you know I, I do that with my kid terribly and my daughter man i'm like just give it to me you know it's like i'll still get her dressed she's 10 years old i'll still dress her sometimes when i'm impatient man so maybe i could practice a little more uh patience with people looking to get involved in it and um and self-support, like, I start to look at this uh, in terms of my health, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm 42 years old, man, and, like, you know, it's something I've never really put much effort into, you know, my mental health going to a meeting, um, but, like, uh, you know, my physical health um, starting to become more important, you know? Like, I'm at the point now where I'm going to have to start paying attention to my diet, you know? Like, I've known that was... I've known that was gonna come for a while, and yeah, I know it sounds really terrible. That's a healthy Triscuit right there that Will's eating. See, he's already on that shit. I'm not even there yet. Um, but yeah, like being fully supporting, like uh, in my own life, man. Um, trying to find the balance of uh, t 
taking care of myself better so I can be a better servant, you know, instead of just trying to do all the things uh, at the expense of, you know, my physical and mental health. Um, I think it takes a little more finesse to try to um, fine tune this stuff, you know, instead of like just everything looking like a nail, using a hammer. Just, um, boy, I'm, I'm like tongue tied tonight. Oh, look, it's 943. All right, we're almost there. That's all I got. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. If nobody else has anything, I had Phil up next and Phil is gone. I got a little something. Hang on. Yep. I didn't need to um, And it works on why, man. It reads, if our group has carefully examined its expenses, trim them to match only what it needs to fulfill its primary purpose, and still doesn't bring in enough money to pay its own way, the group's members will be left with some questions only they can answer for themselves individually. What do I get from this group? Does my personal recovery depend on its survival? Am I able to give more than I've already given and still meet our own financial responsibilities? And um, true story, um, my home group meeting, stepping into serenity, had struggled with uh, location and paying rent per minute and this and that. Um, and so I kind of incorporated some of our Spanish groups out here. They do, uh, they do little raffles and stuff, any items. And uh, I incorporated some of that um, on speaker night. So we raffle off a book, raffle off a NA shirt, you know, this, that, and what have you. And so little, little by little and stuff, man, we were really doing well. You know what I mean? Uh, so well that uh, when our next uh, anniversary comes up, it's like all we're going to need is folks to come and celebrate. Like it's funded enough. We've kind of put it on the back burner and stuff so that when it's time to um, put that event on, uh, we're just going to have fun and bring everybody together. Um, having said that, you know, I, I think it's really important, like um, <clears throat> the gentleman that just shared before me and stuff, you know, that balance is up, um, you know, because I think it's very, very important itself that to have that balance and not, you know, um, overwhelm my, myself and my actions, right? And stuff like that. Awesome. Thank you, Judy. Can I get someone to read question 11 in Phil's space? I can do it. Awesome. In 11, uh, in all our affairs, number 11, how have I applied this tradition outside NA? How else might the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or my actions? Well, I've used it in my personal life. I mean, obviously, like I definitely see the um, the the connection between the more self-supporting I am, the more freedom I have. Because um, if I'm expecting someone else to pay my bills, that means they're probably expecting the, to call the shots, if that makes sense. Um, so that kind of goes both ways. Uh, and then much of the principles of this tradition guide my thinking or actions. Um, 
uh, yeah, let's see. There's, and I'm, I'm struggling with try to, trying to how to explain the way I used to think about money and how when I showed, after I showed up to NA and went to a few, it, it really was in the group consciences, but we're talking about money and, and that kind of stuff, not necessarily in the meeting, but um, group consciences. And then I, um, I was the chair of the, um, hello entertainment committee for a really long time. Um, you want to talk about money, that was crazy. And um, so, you know, just like learning from everybody else and 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 that kind of stuff. So, I've, and I have taken a lot of that into my own life. Um, and uh, I do feel a lot more peaceful about money than I used to, because I think someone else mentioned coming from that place of lack um, and then just learning that, um, all of our resources aren't necessarily dollar bills. I don't know how else to say that. Um, and uh, and I, I don't think that money is the biggest, obviously the biggest thing that um, NA has to offer. So it's not the biggest thing I have to offer either um, in my life. It's not important to me. I like, I like a roof over my head and I certainly like indoor heating, but it's not important to me to build like a super gigantic monetary empire, you know? Um, and I don't know if, if you're in NA and that is still your goal, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what happened to me when I when I applied the spiritual principles. Okay, that's enough out of me. Thanks, Brooke. Yeah, I super relate to this question. I love this. Um, I don't even know where to start. Um, so I just, I guess I came from a fairly well-to-do house. Um, I didn't go without much ever. Um, and then I went into the military where um, when I got paid, I just spent that on whatever the hell I wanted because everything in my life was taken care of. Um, then I went to prison, it's kind of the same. Um, then I came home and I just couldn't fathom going to work and like not spending my money on exactly what the fuck I wanted to spend it on. Like it just didn't, <laughs> I'm a smart guy, I do some stupid shit. Um, like back in the day, well, I'm thinking back in like 99, 2000, like you could go to an ATM and withdraw like or write a check and the money would still be there for a few days. So you could spend the same money like four times. And I would do that shit and be like, that's their fault. Like I, I argue with the bank all day. You shouldn't let me get it then, you know? Um, and I'm just, man, I'm just not really, uh, not built for successfully being violent to get my way. Um, so manipulation and, and shacking up with women was generally how I took care of myself. Um, just find somebody who, who will take care of me until they, they figure out that I'm not worth taking care of and then throw me out. So um, I know how does this all have to do with seven, right? I'm getting there. Um, I kept myself in a lot of situations I didn't want to be in um, because I was dependent on those situations to keep me going, I guess. Like, if you just had a driver's license for a few years, you could have talked to me just about any way you wanted. And I keep you around because I needed you for a resource. Um, and simple things like that. Don't even like get into like how dope boys could treat me. Like, you know, like I, I was, I, I sold a lot of what I thought to be morally right. Um, just on the, the basis that I needed to stick around because I needed something from you. Um, I was probably 30 years over oh, shit. I was in my 30s before I purchased my own car insurance in my own name and paid my bill. Um, and, and kind of as we talked about earlier, rent should come first, right? Like that should generally in your life be true as well. Like I need a place to live. 
Um, it took me a long time to get okay with spending a huge chunk of my money just to be when like, I, it sounds horrible, but I know I can go be as big an asshole as I want. They'll give me a free house. All right. Like eventually they're going to, they're going to take me to a bed somewhere. Um, so, so to break that cycle and then to understand the freedom that kind of came with it. Like, I didn't understand that, I guess, um, that whole time before, like how, how enslaved or how, how poorly I was treating myself. Um, you know, and not just by, I heard in here, like, uh, boys do what they want, men do what they have to. Um, and that kind of stuck with me. Like, and so like all these things that I kept telling everybody I wanted, I wanted my family back. I wanted the job. I wanted the car. Like my, my spending habits were in direct conflict with everything I was saying. Um, so to come to hear this tradition and, and know how, how free I got in myself um, to be myself when I started supporting myself um, makes a lot of sense to me how an NA group, you know, through self-support um, doesn't have to rely on other people or other things that could possibly influence what it does. Um, you know, it's just, it was really easy for me to see. Um, I was in like a six year relationship just because I needed a meal at night somewhere to sleep. Like it did sounds horrible in hindsight, but that, that was really it. Like <laughs> we have kids together. Now we talk all the time. We're kind of friendly. And I'm like, dude, we are nothing. There was no chance, no shot. This was ever working, you know? <laughs> um, but you know what? There was an end to a means. So I went after it. And now, um, like somebody else shared earlier, I was broke as hell when I got here. Um, and still money didn't mean much to me. So I didn't mind giving it because I, I know how to live broke. It, it's, it's hard. It's really hard to manage money when you have it and you don't know how. Like I said, I was in my mid thirties before I started taking care of myself. Um, you know, and, and I've mentioned on here, like I'm on a four step just on money right now because I'm as broke on payday now as I was 10 years ago and I'm making 10 times the amount of money. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense, but I have a lot of nice shit. Um, <laughs> you know, so, you know, finding that balance piece of where I'm not hurting myself and, and where I'm not, again, going back into that life where now I owe all my money out and I'm just working for somebody else again. Um, it, it is not a situation I'm trying to find myself in and I was, I'm getting close, uh, but I've talked enough today, so I'm going to shut up now. Thank you. Hey, Brooke. I know, right? I'm double dipping. Sorry. But when you were sharing, I remembered something, um, I was in this meeting a while ago and this guy was talking about how um, he goes through his bank account and he looks at the money he's spending and if it's and checking if it's in his um, if everything he's spending money on is is uh, a part of his values. Um, and I thought that was and that was absolutely amazing to me um, to think about like what am I spending my money on? And is it a part of, um, yeah, the things that I want, like Will was talking about where it's like, you wanna be responsible, you wanna take care of your family, you wanna do all this stuff, but is that actually what I'm spending my money on? Um, and I just thought that was amazing, I did. I just went home and I sat down and I wrote down what are, what are, my, um, what are my values? And, and I looked at what I was spending my money on, you know, and, um, and it was a really simple way, nowhere near the big four step or anything like that. But it was a really simple way for me to kind of see, um, yeah, for me to connect with my higher power um, while looking at, at um, just 
really black and white. Here it is. Am I spending my money on shiny shit or am I spending money on my, um, you know, like I said, my health or um, my future or what it is that I think I actually think is valuable. That's enough. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Brooke. If nobody else has anything on question 11, I have Mike reading question 12. I am an addict whose name is Mike. Question 12, what has being a member of a self-supporting group taught me about self-support in other areas of my life? What does Tradition 7 teach me about living in society? Well, I think the first part, um, being self-supporting means being responsible. And if we're talking about money, I am not. Um, I'm far from it at the moment. I would say in the past, it taught me to be careful with how I spend money, with what I do with it. It also taught me to um, be more in tune with like self-care, you know, making sure I'm, you know, showering or brushing my teeth every day. Uh, at the time it was meditating, um, just, you know, getting up and having enough time to do things in the morning before I go to work. Um, you know, to where I lived, I was taking, um, you know, a bus and train to work. So I, I would always give myself enough time. Um, things like that, you know, outside of money, um, What does it teach me about living in society that being responsible is hard um, for me? It has been lately. I'm just a, a mess of all over the place with this money situation. And I'm not even spending it on anything cool. Like I'm probably spending 10 to $20, you know, an hour after I wake up just before I go to work. $20 at lunch and then a few more dollars here and there. If there's a couple of stops at the store, you know, I, I work outside. So I, you know, I, I bring a lunch pail with me and, and, but I don't bring my own lunch and I, and I usually don't bring my own drinks either. So um, yeah, I'm just all over the place. And that's been my experience with, with, with uh, money as of late. And I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's something to look at, you know, and, 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 and what I can learn from that about, you know, what does it teach me about living in society is that I have to be responsible and be better at uh, these areas in my life. That's really all I have. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Eric, do you have something? Yeah, I'll go real quick. We're running out of time here, but uh, we're on 12, right? What is being a member of a self-supporting group taught me about self-support uh, in other areas of my life? What does Tradition tell, 7 teach me about living in society? So, you know, just what just came to mind was uh, what being a member of a self-supporting group has taught me is communication, compromise, um, you know, um, listening, you know, uh, really trying to like 
hear another point of view. Um, and that kind of, that kind of rolls into what it's taught me about living in society as well. You know, like I don't always see eye to eye with everybody, you know, and like, but I still have to interact with these other people. Um, you know, and it really helped me by, to have that in Narcotics Anonymous first, man, because this thing that we have in common to me is more important than any of our differences, you know? And, uh, so it really helps me connect there. But then on another level, I can take that out into society and go, well, we're all human beings. And, and honestly, a lot of us hold similar values, if not the same values, you know, like, um, you know, I think that it's a common human traits to, to want to love and connect and all those things. So that's what, that's what that's some of the things I've learned, you know what I mean? And that's it. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Anybody else? All right, real quick, I'm gonna keep it basic. I've talked a ton tonight, but what has it taught me? What has being a member of a self-supporting group taught me? Like the finance is one of my favorite conversations to have because I, I'm really outperforming anything I ever hoped to be in my life. Um, and I'm not trying to lose it. But what the group has taught me um, outside of the NA group, I'll call my home a group as well, is you write everything down and you'd be ready to answer fucking questions when shit goes wrong. And you answer them honestly. Um, because part of my disease tells me if I'm doing something wrong, I do it in silence and I do it by myself and I hide it. Um, you know, so I have learned that to sit down on payday and go, Hey babe, I'm paying the house. I'm paying the mortgage today, paying the electrical bill. Okay. Um, and you know what, and where's the other $300? Well, I bought, you know, three pairs of shoes that gets corrected really quickly when I, when I talk out loud, you know, or if I, if you're my Facebook friend, you've seen me posting pairs of shoes lately going, I did not buy these shoes today. Like I, it's, it, I have to do it. Like I, I, I will, I just sit there and shop, you know, um, it's part of telling on myself. It's just part of the process right now with the step four I'm doing on finances. But um, that's what the group's taught me, man, is just be honest, open and, and be ready to answer questions and own up to what the fuck you did. Um, so that's it. I'm gonna keep it simple. Nobody has anything else. Oh, dude, what's up? Um, dude, you, you, you just, you just, struck a nerve man and and i think it was a very good one too man um i think the um the importance and stuff right of having to be thoroughly self-supporting and stuff right um and you know during the pandemic and stuff man there was a lot of things that were that were created in my head right there was an uproar like oh my god you know um this that or whatever like the first, I think, uh, six, eight months and stuff of the pandemic is like jail cell. Let's kick back, kick our shoes up. You know I mean, the, the, the fridge was stocked up. So, you know, we were good, you know, this, that or whatever. Um, and then I started thinking about the future, man. And I'm thinking, well, damn, man, well, what if this shuts down, this, that or whatever. And so uh, I started, I, I started really thinking about the future, right? And I started thinking like, okay, well, if this money is sitting, man, and it's not going to be any good by this time, you know, in the next few years or whatever, man, it's like, what am I going to have uh, tangible that um, is going to keep an investment, right? It's going to hold its worth. And so I I got back into classic cars, man, and, 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 and it's been, I got five vehicles, man. I have three that are running. Um, actually four of them, um, running and driving. And, um, and I think, man, um, like right now, currently, 
uh, we are in the process of, of uh, purchasing another home. So uh, things are moving along, right? So if let's say that uh, something needs to happen to stuff with the home, well, I have, you know, uh, three cars that I can sell right now. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, that's really uh, important when it comes to this tradition, because, you know, like I said in the beginning, I came in and, and, and I was struggling, struggling. And, and, and to boot, I was a single dad raising two little girls, man. And so when, when you talk about the, the magic uh, of this program of Narcotics Anonymous and actually practicing into our own personal lives, like this is, this is, this is where it's at for me. Like it's, it's still mind blowing. You know, we were talking about tennis shoes, man. And, and, you know, to be honest with you guys, uh, uh, I don't think I've ever bought myself a brand new pair of sneakers in the past 20 something years. Um, I've got some used ones from Goodwill, this, that, or whatever, a couple of hand-me-downs and stuff like that. And I'm cool. You know what I mean? But when it comes to my work boots and stuff, man, it's like, that's where I really have to remember, man, that that's what I stand on every day, man. And that give me some really good Wolverines and stuff, man. And thanks to the agency that I work for today and stuff, they gave us a, a voucher. But like, I'm really mindful of that, right? So going back to this tradition and stuff, man, and in closing, um, uh, it reads to me, the gratitude we speak of in regard to tradition seven is like the collective sense of direction the second tradition talks about. It is the gratitude of the NA group as a group. When NA members gather to share their recovery, they generate a sense of gratitude among themselves. They are grateful. The group exists and wanted to continue to be there for them and for the members yet to come. The gratitude of the group speaks in part through the group's collective commitment to support itself. Thank you guys. Awesome for that. Thank you very much. All right, everybody, we're going to get wrapped up there with episode 61. Please join us next week for episode 62, where we will be picking up where we left off on page 125 with question 13 in all our affairs. Have a good night. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Please reflect on what was discussed and apply it to your life. Share this resource with anyone you feel led to do so.